Hi, I'm Ella Sean, reluctant romance writer and host of Enchanted Beast Podcast. Welcome to the Enchanted Forest. Ella, I didn't know you'd moved. I didn't see it on Instagram or Facebook. No, you wouldn't have seen it on either. I didn't post it. I just contacted people and let them know that I'd be moving. Oh, well, you know how I feel about it. If I don't see it on the gram or on Facebook, it obviously didn't really happen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. And this is why I no longer have personal social media accounts. We'll talk about it. Good evening, and welcome to my enchanted forest. It's Ella. I'm going to jump right into it. I really am on my intention setting soapbox, you know, doing things with intention, right? Doing everything I can to avoid being so distracted. So I was, you know, looking at some of my other distractions, things that keep me from doing what I really want to do, things that keep me from pursuing activities that set my soul on fire, right? And I I figured out, and it's not even like, ooh, some long, hard look that I had to take, but the reality is social media is the devil. And yes, I realize how very hypocritical I'm sounding right now because as a writer and a podcaster and, you know, as I use all of these social media platforms to create and grow an audience and hopefully a reader base and fan base, I know I sound like a complete hypocrite, but the truth is as a writer, as a business person, I can understand the value of social media. It makes so much sense. As a woman, a wife and mother, a, a daughter, a sister, a cousin, a niece, a friend, I've just about had my fill of social media. I'm 44 years old. So I'm no spring chicken, okay? This is not my first time at the rodeo by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I'm in the generation that phased out the eight track, ushered in the CDs, right? I'm in the generation that saw the very first episode of MTV air. And then black people said, we need our own station. So BET came up. So I'm in the generation of technological evolution. In fact, it is my generation that so pervasively used the World Wide Web. What is the World Wide Web? It was like a huge conundrum. So I'm not 
anti-technology. And I'm not even anti-social media. But what I am is anti-unintentional living and allowing social media to distract from things that really matter. At first, I was like, I'm never going to be a part of this social media networking situation. I'm a people person and I like to meet people face to face and talk and, and, you know, connect on that level. I'm never going to do that. So I think when MySpace came out, I was like, nope, this isn't for me. So I never got a MySpace profile. Um, But then I was like, well, Facebook doesn't look so bad. And I think I... I think when Facebook came out, I was just kind of getting into my career. People um, I'd gone to college with, they were no longer living in the same places. So I had friends who had moved all over the country and I had family members who had moved all over the country. So I thought, well, this might be a really interesting way for me to connect with people that no longer live in and around the same area you know, to see what they're doing, to see how they're doing, um, to tell them that I like what they're doing and like how they're doing. And in the beginning, I was, I was pretty happy with that, right? By clicking a button, if someone had posted something that moved me, I could click a little button and say, I like that. It didn't require me to give any details. It didn't require that I, you know, told them explicitly what I liked about it. Nothing. All I had to do was click. And a little thumbs up would go there and they would know that I liked what they said or what they posted. And if I was really greatly moved, I could click like and leave a a little comment. I had an opportunity to share my thoughts on other people's lives if they posted it. And I, I said, oh, okay, I like this. I This is a nice way to maintain connection and communication with people um, with whom otherwise I wouldn't, right? Because we got so busy. Now, here's the thing that I loved most about Facebook. If they or someone else liked my comment, they could give what I said a thumbs up. So it's like Facebook and Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all these other social media networks, they eventually became the only way, honestly, for people to make real, honest, transparent connections with family and friends. I mean, it became a way to meet new people, even. I mean, I made friends with people all over the world. I look at my personal Facebook page, and I have, like, 1,200 friends. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I know 12 people well enough to call them friends. But on Facebook, I have, like, 1,200 friends. And 
that's on my personal stuff. And I'm like, wow, I know people in Zimbabwe. I get people in New Zealand. I know people over in Russia. Probably shouldn't say that since all this crazy stuff's been going on on Facebook with Russia. But I'm just saying, it's so amazing how we get to connect with all these people that we never would have had the opportunity to connect with had not we've been dealing with social media. And as great as that is, as wonderful as it is, I know nothing about this sounds horrible, right? Seriously, I know absolutely nothing about social media sounds horrible so far, except, well, okay, let me tell you how I grew up. I'm going to start there. It doesn't sound bad. Even when I'm saying this, I'm like, Ella, you really have not a leg to stand on with this whole give up personal social media platform situation. But let me tell you how, how I grew up. Okay, my mom is one of like 12 siblings. Okay? Yeah, 12. I grew up with seven aunts and two uncles. Two of my, my uncles died before I was born. So all of my aunts were like surrogate moms. All of my uncles were like, you know, surrogate dads. And because we, we were so close, we lived right around each other. I mean, I had five great aunts, my grandma, my grandma's sisters, and two great uncles. We were all really close with them. So it's like, do you remember that movie Soul Food? that came out in the early 2000s. You know, everybody was at Big Mama's house and she did the whole fist with the, the mattress. That's, that's really kind of how I grew up. I had cousins that I grew up with. They were like sisters and brothers to me. Like I never wanted a playmate. I never wanted anything. I had my family and so that's how I grew up, okay? I'm talking every major holiday was had at the house. The house was my grandparents' house uh, that my mom and my brothers and I actually lived in um, after my grandparents passed away. Every holiday, Christmas, Easter, New Year's, Fourth of July, birthdays, we were there. We're the family that did the monthly birthday celebrations for everybody in the family who had a birthday in January big monthly celebration. Yes, I grew up in that family. I mean, here's the thing. My family was so committed to being connected. I mean, really connected. They felt they had a say on who younger people in the family got to date. Case in point, my husband, who was my boyfriend back in high school, I took him to a family Thanksgiving dinner at my aunt's house. And we walked in and this is how it was. All the men in the family were in the room with the TV because football's on, right? Thanksgiving. All the kids, little kids, are out back playing because nobody wants them in the house causing ruckus. And 
all the teenagers, that's where I was at that time, all the teenagers, we could flip between rooms because, you know, we were in that weird stage. All of the aunties and sister-in-laws, right, all the women, the adult women, we were in the kitchen talking, mess. So I introduced all the men to my then boyfriend. They dapped him up, you know, how are you doing? Looking at his shoes, making sure his shirt was tucked in, his pants weren't sagging. And I said, oh, I'm going to go introduce him to, to my aunts. And all the men was like, good luck, man. And it, it was just that way. I go into the kitchen, I introduce him. They're all very cordial. Oh, hi, it's nice to meet you. Go on out there with the men. And as soon as the door shuts to the kitchen, here's what I got. Oh, Ella, come on, you're such a pretty girl. You can do so much better than that. What happened to that football player you were dating? And I'm not even playing with you. He's temporary, right? And I mean, they were so serious. This is the family I grew up in. Everybody has something to say. Everybody had an opinion, but it was real and genuine and it came from a place of love. By the way, after my husband and I had been together for a while, even before we got married, uh, my family thought, oh my God, you just got a really good man. I can't believe it. Don't ever let him go. So they changed their tune quick, fast, in a hurry. Anyway, the entire family would get together every summer. We live in South Carolina. That's where my family originates from. The entire family would get together every summer. Old people, young people, great aunts and great uncles, uh, divorced people who had married into the family, but they got divorced and they would come. It didn't matter. They came back. We would all get together and go down to Myrtle Beach for a week or two. And somehow the family would have, you know, procured two or three beach homes and we would all just be there on the beach doing our thing for a week or two in the summer, every summer. And no, my family is not wealthy. We're not rich. We're not anything. They're just hardworking folks. Some of them have, some of them don't, but they'd all pull together and we'd all get to go to the beach every summer for a week or two and have a great vacation. They would come from north, from the west, from east. They just came from everywhere and we would converge on Myrtle Beach. This is the family I grew up with. There was connectedness. It was amazing. I mean, if someone was sick and needed somebody to come take care of them, it was a phone call away. I got you. No problem. I'll be there. You need me to pick up anything at the store for you. Someone couldn't pay a bill or they couldn't stay in their house anymore. That's okay. I got you how much you need. No, you can't stay no more. Come on. You can stay with me. It's fine. I got room. Someone's mom was sick. Couldn't take care of the kid. I bring the kids to me. I got them for as long as you need. It's okay. It is all right. That's the family I grew up in. And all of that, it, it put something in me, a need, a desire for that connection, you know? I mean, I grew up in a close-knit, 
bickering, loud, laughing, loving, gossiping, jealous, protective, will cut you. No limit love. Church on Sunday. Cheat on spouse. Hug and kiss you. Always there for you, family. That's who we were. That's what we did. It's how we loved. Well, until everybody in my family got on Facebook. Yep. Everybody in my family got on Facebook. Aunties, um, both of my uncles have passed away and I don't have as many aunties left, but all the aunties that are left on Facebook, all of my cousins are on Facebook. Everybody is on Facebook. Ask me how many monthly celebrations we have. And everybody comes. Ask me how often we get together, the whole family, for Christmas, for Fourth of July, for Easter, for New Year's. Ask me how many times someone picks up the phone to call and say, hey, how you doing? Ask me how often we spend summers together with big family vacations. We don't. We don't. I miss my big, messy family. I miss all the laughter. I miss all of everybody knowing everybody's business. I do. I miss the intimacy of family, the closeness that comes from being able to tell which auntie baked which sweet potato pie just from seeing the color. I don't have that. And I think more importantly for me as a, as a mother, my children don't have that. They don't have that intimacy. I miss hearing all of my aunties get together and laughing so hard that they eventually ended up crying and you knew it was all still love. I miss that. I don't care how many ha 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 faces a person clicks on Facebook. I don't care if they write a comment and they type in LMAO. It is not the same as hearing that, hearing that laughter, feeling that warmth. You know what I'm saying? I miss being able to sit around and look at multiple generations of women in my family. Just seeing them, all the different shades of brown and cream and butter colors, all the different hair textures, all the different walks of life, all the ages and stages. I miss that. I don't care about seeing pictures of one family doing this and another family. I know. I miss seeing us all together looking like us. Like, I don't know. Facebook and Instagram and all of them, social media, they allow us to share pictures and videos and thoughts. You know? But it doesn't let me sit in a room while my aunts talk about life like women talk about life. I miss that. I miss being able to sit down and listen to them talk about life. Talk about how life is, how life could be. You know, Facebook likes don't feel the same 
They don't feel nearly as good as one of my aunts taking me in her arms and squeezing me and saying, girl, you sang that song on Sunday morning. I really appreciated it. You did my heart good to hear that. I know. I can engage in conversations with Facebook Messenger and I can, you know, go back and forth with someone on Instagram and DMs and, and I can go into a whole lot of conversation with 240 characters per statement on Twitter. I know. I know all of this. But it's not the same as sitting in the backyard under a big oak tree, sipping sweet tea, eating cucumbers and tomatoes, drenched in salt, pepper, and vinegar with my favorite cousin. As we sit and talk about absolutely nothing and everything all at the same time. It's just not the same. I can you know, post a picture on Facebook and tag one of my brothers in it, right? And although they may get the joke, they may get the ha-ha, it's not the same as me being able to look in their faces when I tell the story about a certain Spanish teacher that really wanted my brother to get an A and how he really really wanted that A and was willing to do anything to get it yeah being able to look at him as he get that gets that knowing glint in his eye that man don't tell this story again Ella look on his face it's not the same he can like it or love it or smile or do the wow, but it's not the same, right? This is why I no longer have an active personal Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or any other of my social media accounts. I want the intimacy with my family and friends. That's lost in the ones and zeros, the binaries of computer language. I want to meet people the old-fashioned way, right? I don't want someone to send me a friend request. I don't want someone to, to click follow. No, I, I want to bump into them and hit it off and figure out if our energies are simpatico. You know? I mean... Honestly, I believe social media is systematically killing real, honest, intimate human connection. We are learning to relate to each other through a series of events. But only events that are deemed worthy to grace our timelines or our feeds. We only put our best foot forward in social media. We share the most amazing moments of our lives, our fabulous vacations, the awesome accomplishments of our children. The shining moments when life is at its greatest. Everyone seems to be freaking amazing on social media. Even when we share our low points, we provide a caveat 
yes, I lost my job today, and they came and repoed my truck, but you know what? I know it's going to be okay. I'm going to trust the process. Hashtag trust the process. We get so many likes and girl, you're going to be okay. You got this. And ooh, we like seeing them. We love seeing all the sad faces and the thumbs ups. But what we really look for, and I know I'm right, we really want that heart click. Show me you love me. Show me you have compassion for me. Click a heart emoji. Let me know that you care that I'm over here po broken hungry. That's all I really need. No, don't call and see if I need anything. Don't worry about it. Just that freaking heart emoji. That's that's what I need. Where's the intimacy? Where's the connection? Where's any of that stuff that makes being a human so freaking awesome? I mean, I know, I know how I am, okay? I spend countless hours preparing and posting, you know, across all of my author platforms. I do. I, I go to Canva and I, I spend a lot of time creating, you know, posts. I, I go through uh, Pinterest and I find really neat things to post. Like, I am always looking for something to capture the attention of, of my perceived audience on my author platform. You know, I celebrate every heart and thumbs up. I pour over my analytics and I study the best hashtags to get followers to get readers, to get listeners, to get comments, to get likes. I read up on digital marketing strategies. I've been eating a consistent diet of SEO, right? I've even started to supplement that diet with metadata. I mean, I get social media. I get the influence. I get how it's such a powerful tool. But I'm trying to connect with people who have no idea who or why I am. People I want to like my brand, my novels, my podcast, my blogs, okay? People I want to eventually want to attend workshops I put on. People that I hope will be so in, intrigued by my enchanted brand that they want to buy enchanted merchandise. I mean, social media opens an entire world of potential readers, fans, customers, clients. And I love social media for business. I love it for branding. I love it for marketing as a way to connect with potential readers, maybe even potential investors, right? Maybe writing partners, critiquing partners, 
merchant brand influencers. I get it. I'm all for it. Social media to connect with women who feel more like a sister to me than a cousin? Hell no. I don't want to know you moved into your new house, got a puppy, or was in the hospital because I get a notification on my Facebook page telling me that you posted on my timeline. That's not how families and friends connect. That's not real, honest, intimate, human connection. And I thought, well, maybe people don't know what, what these words mean. Maybe people don't understand what real, honest, and intimate mean. So, of course, I went to word nerd time, right? You know me, I love a good word. But these words are so every day. Hey, we use these words all the time. Real, quick definition of substance, actual, not imagined. Honest, sincere, unpretentious, intimate, familiar, private, personal, profound, easy. I no longer have active social media accounts because I want my connections with my family and my friends to be of substance. I want it to be actual. I don't want to have to imagine what your puppy feels like. I don't want to have to imagine what your new hardwood floors smell like. I want it to be actual. I want our conversations and our interactions to be sincere and unpretentious. I can't tell if you're being sincere with me through a comment on Instagram. Damn it, that thumbs up click doesn't really say anything to me at all. I need the moments we share to be familiar. I need them to be private, easy, profound. How are we supposed to have private jokes when everything is all over Facebook or Instagram? How are you supposed to know what that one look means if you never get to see it posted on my Facebook page? I no longer have an active social media account because, you know, I want to live in the present. I want to be present with my family and my friends. I don't want to be distracted by ads and games and surveys and constant notifications. I need to know that my family and friends are intentionally interacting and connecting with me. That our conversation isn't some random act occurring because I happen to like one of their posts. I intend to be real, honest, and intimate with my friends and my family. I can't do that on social media. That's why 
as of January 23rd, 2019, all of my personal social media accounts will be deactivated. I won't just not be active on them. They won't exist anymore. If my family and friends want to connect with me, my phone number hasn't changed. I have the same email address that I've had forever. You all know how to get in touch with my mom. She can direct you to my home. I want to reconnect with my family. I intend to reconnect with my friends. I want to invite them over and show them what I would normally post on a social media platform. I don't want them to click like. I want them to sit down and have the meal that I'm posting the picture of with me. I'd like that invitation extended to me as well. I'm over it. I'm over being distracted from making these real intimate personal connections with my family and my friends by social media because that's exactly what it is. It's a distraction. I'm so looking forward to connecting with everyone because honestly, I miss them. I miss the conversations. I miss, you know, the weekend trips. I miss eating food together. I miss looking at movies together. I just miss being present with people. I mean, I've come to understand three truths. about myself. One, the older I get, the more connected I become. And what I mean by connected is, I understand the value of community. I understand the value of intimacy allowing people to see into me and giving myself permission to see into others. Yes, the older I get, the more I crave all that stuff I grew up with. The older I get, the more I crave the simple pleasures of taking a walk, picking blackberries, and laughing with my cousins. The second thing I've noticed is I don't thrive if I don't have my family and friends around me. And that's not to say I'm needy. And it's not to say that all family members and all friendships I need in order to thrive. However, for those persons who I love and dearly, dearly thrive around, 
I do need him. I can't play the I don't need anybody card anymore because I do. I do need them. And third thing I have come to know about myself is this. I'm easily distracted when that distraction protects me from being vulnerable. I'm easily distracted when that distraction allows me to paint a picture of myself that I want others to see. I am easily distracted as long as that distraction can keep people at arm's length. So, in that regard, I am shedding the distraction skin. And I'm, I'm over it. I'm over needing social media as a person to connect with my family and friends. Will I have social media uh, for my author platform? Will I just shut down Ella's Enchanted Light? No. Of course not. I love connecting with people via social media as a writer, as a podcaster, as a blogger, as an entrepreneur. I love it. So no, social media and I will have a very long, long love relationship, but only as a brand, only as a business, only as a writer. Any personal relationships that I foster will be done the old fashioned way, the analog way, right? We'll see each other face to face. We'll share a meal together. I may even take up letter writing. I don't know. I haven't decided how far my analog life is going to go. But I know that removing myself from all social media on a personal level is definitely the beginning of a move in the right direction. Well, that's it for now. Until next time, thanks for joining me in the Enchanted Forest. Be brave, be beautiful, be enchanting. Talk with you on next Wednesday. Oh, remember to subscribe where you listen, check out my blog, and get your copy of Alms Brise. Read and leave a review. See you later. Bye. This has been Ella Sean with Enchanted Beast Podcast. Thank you for joining. And remember, stay enchanted.